Do you think there's going to be a time where we just are like, whoop, there it is. And then we go. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, cuties, to Queen's Quest and Tropes. Um, in case you have forgotten or you're new here, my name is Alyssa and I'm here with my co-host Molly. And today we are talking about one of our all-time favorite ch- topics, Hades. Hades. So we are now in our chapter nine, mm-hmm. uh, count it nine, and uh, Hades is the man of the hour. Um, so Molly, take yeah. it away. Lead us off. We know this is yeah. your... Uh, Main topic conversation. Yeah, <laughs> this is my this is my party conversation. This is how I introduce <laughs> myself to people. Yes. Hello, it's, my name's Molly, and I love Hades. <laughs> yes, exactly. You can call me an acolyte, whatever you would prefer. <laughs> uh, what I consider Hades and Persephone retellings a genre. They are a genre all on their own in my heart and on my bookshelf. They are a genre. They are their own genre. Um, so there's a huge explosion. I feel like there's been a lot and like, keep them coming. This is not a critique recently. uh, Hades and Persephone modernized retellings, retellings, inspirations, Mm -hmm. adaptations. Mm -hmm. I have criteria for like what is or what is not a Hades and Persephone adaptation versus an interpretation. But obviously for those of you who don't know, Hades, yes, the mythical Greek God of the underworld, not the one from the Disney cartoon, Hercules. <laughs> What's so funny is I'm literally typing into our outline right now, talk crap on Disney's Hades. <laughs> Not, <laughs> that guy. That. <laughs> Not that guy. And it really <laughs> represents an archetype of a male. It is an archetype of a book boyfriend. Let's boil this down, the obsession. It comes down to it being an archetype of a male of a book boyfriend who is very like strong, tough, stoic, powerful as fuck, controls death, but also simps hard for his girl, right? Right. He's so, the epitome of touch her and you die. Yes. He's the epitome of who hurt you. Like yes. the he originator of like all of our villain boyfriend dreams. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, has a really super scary reputation, but also like is definitely a dog guy. And it's very mm-hmm. fair. It's very fair, you know, in ruling the underworld. So that's kind of like it's it's a lot of the characteristics that we love a lot in our book boyfriends on one in one character. Yeah. JV um definitely <laughs> oh JV has entered the chat. Um <laughs> he wanted in the screen. He was like, I heard you post these videos sometimes. Let me in. Um but uh <laughs> hi JV. Oh, got to get comfy first. It's getting comfy. Get on, yeah. yeah, get on comfy, boy. Yeah. Um, Coco has just, again, I didn't want to move, so I didn't disturb her. So yeah, you can't. Yeah. No, but uh, let's uh, let's dissect that a little more, Mal. So with yeah. this, I think all of our introductions in our age group anyway, our introduction to Hades was Hercules with Disney. Yeah. And I, I've said this multiple times on many platforms. The worst thing Disney ever did to us besides killing Bambi's mom was convince us that Zeus was a good family guy because that <laughs> homie was not. 
And it's like, how did Disney do us like that? And then they also made Hades out to be the Hades that we, you know, saw in Disney mm-hmm. of um, a lonely, jealous man. But like, yeah. you know, that's not true either. And so with the Disney's version of Hades, let's talk about how he's not that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we all know that every myth involving Zeus involves him sleeping with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And obviously infamous, infamous playboy. And typically the women that he slept with, uh, all of the shit falls on them and not on him. Mm-hmm. So he's a real shit bag, Zeus. <laughs> he also is known for like just abandoning his children. Let's note that yeah, too. Absolutely. Like all of his offspring just are left out to fend for themselves. And he's just like deuces and that's yeah, about it. Absolutely. It is very important to note also that in the original myth interpretation, this deserves mentioning in the original Hades and Persephone myth too, that's also like he kidnaps Persephone. Like he full on kidnaps Persephone. So right, like- Right, To clarify, Hades kidnaps Persephone. Persephone. Yeah. So like, when yeah, we're, yeah. we're talking, there's, we're not saying that Hades is a higher moral ground on which to stand because none of the gods are most for the most part. Like- Yeah, they're also all men still. So, you know. <laughs> so to, to keep it to the original- original myths and stories and interpretations want to make sure to note that we're not exactly saying Hades is a high moral ground because he very much kidnaps Persephone. Right. Um, but the running canonical kind of modern reputations that they have, which is really funny to say the modern reputations of these two like ancient mythological, ancient cultural deities, their modern rep- their modern reputations is very much Zeus is a fuck boy. And because there aren't any myths or stories that involve Hades cheating that, you know, we've got our, our loyal, our loyal family man in Hades. Um, again, he kidnapped Persephone in, in the original one. So like, let's, let's be real clear on the consent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the original myth. That's the original myth. And it, it goes on to Hades, Hades and Persephone, obviously wed. She becomes the consort. She spends six months of the year because her mom missed her so much. She spent six months of the year above ground, uh, six months of the year actually ruling the underworld with him. So she was both the goddess of death and of spring. And we love duality. We love duality in a bitch. And with uh, Greek mythology, that's why we have seasons is because Persephone spends half of the year underground with Hades and half the year above ground so that the flowers can bloom. Yeah, and that's why we now have seasons, and that's where that where that came from. Halloween, so I dare say it is the day that Persephone is about to go to go hook up with her man again for the next. Yeah, go back underground. Yeah, probably her day. Which good for her. Which Um, good for her. Her. I think my obsession started. I mean, I've always loved Greek mythology, and I've always loved Hades. But a couple years ago years ago, before I was even really back into reading full-time, one of my best friends sent me a text meme and it was, mm-hmm. I relate to Persephone hard as fuck because I also would leave six months out of the year to escape my toxic family, to go live my life with an edgy, dark-haired life partner, his <laughs> dog. <laughs> and I like flowers. And I like flowers. <laughs> and my best friend said that to me and she said, you wrote this. And I was like, yeah, I did. I would absolutely yeah. <laughs> go spend six months of the year in the underworld to escape my family with an edgy, dark haired life partner and his dog. And I like flowers. Although I'd go for the whole year. Fuck six months. Literally, literally like, sorry about you. I'm, I'm staying down here the whole time. Uh, forget coming topside, you know. Blow mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, deck. I don't know if I can pinpoint when my love for Hades evolved um, to what it is now. 
I've always, I agree. I've always had a thing um, for researching and reading and learning about Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. I went to Greece. um, I spent a lot of time in Athens, you know, doing the, doing the damn thing. And I loved it. Um, But as we know now that the Hades and Persephone's retellings are on the rise because they are in, they are more popular across the board with everyone, not just with you and I. Yeah. And so it's like, everyone wants to read about it because we all feel the same way. You know what? I like my pink. I like my flowers. I too love dogs and men that love dogs and are dark haired, morally gray men. So like all of these things are great. And I, and I think that also is with a ton of these novels that we're reading um, and these fantasy novels, this theme of Hades and Persephone, which it is a genre, it is a trope, it is, you know, everything, it is everything, (laughs) pops up. And even the ones that aren't like outwardly Hades and Persephone, right? Like they are still there and it is still using that um, story and trope to morph their stories, right? Absolutely. So I have very strict, strict categorization for whether something is inspired by Hades and Persephone or whether it is a Hades and Persephone adaptation. Okay. Because I have been very frustrated by a lot of people saying it's Hades and Persephone. And then I'm like, no, it is not. (laughs) No, it is not. In my mind, in my mind, an adaptation to call yourself a Hades and Persephone adaptation. Mm -hmm. There needs to be both characters need to be deities of some kind or people of great power. So like, we'll get into this when we talk about some of our favorites, but like they can be crazy, powerful businessmen or governors. I don't care, but there needs to be like, for it to be an power hierarchy, right? There needs to be a power hierarchy. They neither either, they either need to still be gods or there needs to be a power hierarchy. There needs to be a time sequence. So there needs to be the eating of the pomegranate, having to spend six months in Hades realm. Like there needs to be some sort of time, time contract, if you will. Right. And we got to have, we got to have our evil mom here. There has to be some sort of like mommy issues, mommy issues, interference. Exactly. Those are the things that I need to see for it to be an adaptation. So does the dog make or break it for you or is it just kind of leave it or take it dog doesn't make or break it but like always bonus points if you can work cerberus into it like right right yeah yeah yeah. just curious Uh, just yeah no important notes that to me is an adaptation when you are you're literally talking the plot line is the myth right right and you can put hashtag hades and persephone right then you can tell me that it is hades and persephone adaptation if it is an inspiration i see so many of these where it's really just like grumpy sunshine trope and there's like dark haired guy, blonde haired girl. He's a little evil. And they're like, it's Hades and Persephone. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. This is just grumpy sunshine. This is just grumpy sunshine. Okay, well, now we're going to have to make a tro- like a, a book wreck of grumpy sunshine just so that like yeah. you can put these. Yeah. You can put in it in your own, coffee time talk like, or something of like, here's the grumpy sunshine. It's different. And yes. here it is. Yes. <laughs> I I see a lot where they're like, it's Hades and Persephone. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just grumpy sunshine. Uh, The other one that I get really annoyed with is like, if there's just the time commitment, sometimes Uh we'll pull that element and then call it Hades and Persephone. And I'm like, no, once again, it's not. It's not. Yeah. (laughs) Just pulled one element. So to me, you have to, it really has to be an adaptation of the myth. You have to have the trifecta. Yeah. You got to have that trifecta. 
for it to be an adaptation for me. Otherwise, if you say it's inspired by, great. I love that. But don't tell me it's an adaptation or I will get annoyed. I also feel like that's so hard because a lot of these um, grumpy sunshines could be traced back to so many different things. So it's not fair. I mean, unless the author themselves said this specific person was slightly inspired by Hades and like, okay, yeah. Otherwise it could be so many other couple inspirations, you know, like the grumpy sunshine is a huge universal concept of like, you know, like, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is definitely a Hades adaptation. So never mind. That was a bad example. But like, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but like, there's so many others <laughs> that I can't think of right now. <laughs> but it's yeah. fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, so a couple, a couple right now that are like, that I'll say are like inspirations. So I just finished A Shadow in the Ember. We will not talk about it because I know a lot of people are still reading it. Alyssa included. Alyssa included. Yeah. We'll not talk about it, but I did learn after that there were Hades and Persephone vibes. It was like, that was the intention, which I will accept. I will accept. I will not call it a full on adaptation, but we do have a death God, obviously. So I'm leaning more towards like, yeah, I will. You're allowed to say that you've got forced time happening and you have a death god so like i'll allow it okay for sure with shadow and the ember uh you also have which a lot of people don't know and it was one of the reasons that i got into it uh a court of mist and fury also uh-huh. is in persephone inspired when pharah leaves tamlin as part of the bargain because she has to go spend like uh time. a week out of a I month heard, a week out of the month yeah with reese so yeah. I will allow that because a he's a night god. He's not a death right. high lord, but like we've got the darkness, the yeah. night high lord of the night court. Yeah, right. So like I will accept that. There's one, two. We have the uh, forced time spent together. We have the bargain. I will allow that. We don't have Demeter in- interference, but we have Tamlin interference, who's the spring court, and Demeter was all about spring and all that goodness. Well, here's the thing. So we didn't have a toxic mother in Akamath specifically. But they do talk about how their mother was toxic in the other books. So that adds to Farah's like character matching Persephone, even though the mother was dead. I'll say even the interference of Tamlin, he's all spring court. That's very Demeter-y, right? Like you've got someone who's all into growing shit and like spring and summer spring court. So like it's a gender bent Demeter. I'll accept it. Okay. So it definitely has the factor. Akamath hits all three. I will allow it. Um, even yeah. though it's not full on like a God retelling of the myth, it's pulled the three core elements that I always talk about. The other one that drove me insane that people were talking about recently was promises and pomegranates. Yeah. The mafia romance on Kindle Unlimited that, uh, that came out and I was tagged yeah. so many times and people were like, it's Hades and Persephone, it's Hades and Persephone. And that yeah. was full on marketed as like Hades and Persephone. I mean, the title is Promises and Pomegranates for crying out loud. Yep. No, 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 no. A, it was awful, regardless of even considering whether it's Hades or Persephone. Okay. I remember your review, I think. Yeah. Like I'm here for toxic, but this was just bad. Like I'm here for like the fun toxic that we like, but this was just like, 
evil and like to the point where you can't even believe that like these two are in the same room. And basically it was just like an evil guy, like force is like forced to marry this girl. And like, it's like an arranged mafia marriage and she's miserable. And I'm like, so she's in hell. She's in her own personal hell. And like, that's what we're calling is like, Hey, these zippers have me. So that one drove me. Yikes. Yeah. I think that one, um, I've heard of that one too, but I think that one might be on our book boyfriend. I do know some people liked it. I do know some people liked it. So like, I'm not, we'll talk more about March madness later, but like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I remember specifically getting it for Kindle unlimited and then returning it after you read it. Cause I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to download this. And then we talked and I was like, never mind. <laughs> That's a good thing about you getting to some books before me is that like, I don't have to waste my time. Like, <laughs> and it's great. It's great. I don't remember what you were talking about before, but, uh, oh, the ex hex and there was something else. And I was like, not my problem today. Um, I will say, um, my, I'm going to say my personal favorite. Yeah, I was right going to That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Same page, same page. Um, it's not because we have an outline. We really just think alike like this. Nah, we're just kind of playing. But Neon Gods. Okay. So yeah. I remember Ooh. specifically when I started reading Neon Gods, um, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Because I knew you had read it, but I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. So I didn't read your review on it. I just knew you liked it. Yeah. Um, so I had gotten it. And I remember texting you and being like, whoa, baby. Whoa, baby. <laughs> oh, wasn't baby. quite ready. Um, obsessed. So with Neon Gods, they're not magical. Um, no. They are like... They're political positions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so in the book they're even though they're not magical, they aren't specifically Hades and Zeus and the people they, um, Hades and Zeus are supposedly descendants from the original Hades and Zeus. And then everyone else in it, um, is like elected into their positions. And yeah. so it's still that hierarchical, um, power play. Um, Demeter is a bitch in it. Um, Persephone is running away from Zeus and Demeter. Great times. All, it matches all of the trifecta criteria. Um, and it is spicy. It's good. Spicy. Young Gods is, is one of one of the best. Um, I will say my favorite Hades. This is going to be like, this is a bit of a toss up because obviously I have a lot of different feelings about this. Yeah. I don't know if I could pick a favorite Hades. I'll just say that. Well, yeah, I will say ironically, so touch of darkness, the series is probably like the other major one that people have seen. Mm-hmm. I have very mixed feelings about that one because I love Hades. Yeah. love Hades in that right. one. Like daddy all day. I'm about it. <laughs> the plot and Persephone drive me batshit. <laughs> I love Hermes in it though. Hermes is great. He's great in that. Ironically, like all of the male characters in that series, I love like Hades in that. The Hades in that is choice. And guys, like you don't even need to read it. Just the fan art also from A Touch of Darkness is so hot. Yeah, it's so good. The fan art for A Touch of Darkness is so good. And Hades is so fine. But like Persephone drives me up a wall. She's kind of the worst in that one. So 
I, I do recommend it if you are like jonesing for a Hades fix, but like go in with Wattpad expectations is basically what I tell people. It's my Did I tell you I read those out of order? No. <laughs> so for those of you that don't remember, uh, this is not the first time I've read a series out of order. Um, with JLA, The Harbinger, and then the White Hot Kiss series, I read the spinoff before I read the original. Well... This one, I just read the whole three that are out right now out of order. I read the third one first. A touch of malice is you the third one. You read the third one first? <laughs> yeah. A touch of malice? Fuck. <laughs> then realized I'd read the third one and went back and read the other two. <laughs> I mean, that was probably like more enjoyable because at least Persephone is like somewhat tolerable by the third. I will say that. Yeah, I definitely, um, reading it, I, I will say reading the third one first, I enjoyed Persephone more. Cause when I went back, I was like, what the hell happened to her? And I realized that we're right. like regressing in time. Right. And, you know, like obviously just with, as the myth goes, she comes into her own and discovers herself and really owns being the yeah. queen of the underworld. Right. And yeah. so like, that's kind of how they all do is they, you know, kind of same thing yeah. with Akamath. Like, yeah, you, she becomes herself when she falls in love with her demon prince or demon prince, her yep. king of the underworld, her, you know, whatever. Um, and so like, I, I get why they had such a transformation, but even in um, a touch of malice, she wasn't my favorite Persephone, no. but I didn't, hate her either um but i definitely think i would have disliked her a lot more if i would have went in order yeah i mean i kind of hate her i think she's the worst i'm here for hades quite frankly Uh, (laughs) here for hades just that's a blanket statement actually you can just blanket statement i'm here for hades yeah 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 yeah. i have very mixed feelings about that but um if you're jones in for a hades hit like you know go in for hades Persephone will suck. You will probably hate her. That's fine. But she's there with the smut, so it's okay. I, you know, every time I keep thinking it's going to be hotter than it is, but maybe my smut tolerance is just changing over time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I will say, I, I read that one. From some kink. Uh, that's all I have to say. I read that one before I read Neon Gods. And then when yeah. I read Neon Gods, I was like, whoa, baby. Yeah. You know what? I think the a touch of malice is like child's play compared to this one. I think that's what it is, is I read like books one and two of a touch of darkness and then read Neon Gods and then read book three of a touch of darkness. And then I was yeah. like, no, 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 no. I need Hades balls deep, baby. Like I am not like, this is not working for me right now. Honestly, honestly, the, the kinky sex and the neon gods made the rest of it just look like, I don't uh, like YA. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, another favorite of mine is actually the whole, it's the whole thing, but Alyssa Thorne has like a nine book Court of the Underworld series. Right. Which is a banger. Uh, well, one, Alyssa Thorne is our queen of smut besides you like <laughs> besides me why well, yeah you're the queen of smut yeah I'm that's, like your, that's smut. your title that's just who you are well, the internet has called me that for cultivating smut not for writing smut so i feel like we're talking about two okay, different okay okay okay, okay 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 that's fair that's fair no we can have multiple queens of smut like fair there doesn't have to be one there can fair be enough. unlimited the more the better the Thorne's novels 
like Darkest Night, like all of the Court of the Underworld, like Alyssa Thorne knows how to write her smut. I haven't read all of her Court of the Underworld series. I definitely have Hades and a few Hermes and some other in my Kindle Unlimited mm-hmm. um, to get to, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. But those are good. <laughs> so good. My Memorial Day weekend last this past summer, I read like the whole Court of the Underworld series in three days. I was, I read like three books a day. Like that was my, that was my like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, three day weekend. I love that. That was it. I I can't wait to have another weekend where I don't have grad school homework and stuff to where I can like sit and read. Yeah. Um, I'm so looking forward to that. Because her Hades is fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Probably one of my favorite Hades, hands down. And it's also the whole court of the underworld, right? So there's Erebus, there's... Uh, Hakate makes an appearance like all of the gods like work their way into this one and right. it's all in the same universe so I do get this question a lot because I recommend the series and it's well can I just read Hades can I just read this they are all standalones that focus on one couple so you can mm-hmm. technically go in and just read one I don't recommend it I do recommend going in order really because not. it builds on itself and then like right. we'll kind of if you read the eighth one the other characters do make cameos and they're side characters. So it'll spoil like kind of who ends up with who and like that kind of stuff. But like, um, they do go along with the mythology, right? Like with the couples and things for a lot of them, right? Like um, Hades has Persephone, I'm assuming. And Hades has Persephone. Yes. But some of them don't because some of the characters don't have partners. A couple. So they just, yeah. Yeah. You're right. She's, She's coupled up a couple. She's coupled up a couple. Uh, there are some gods who are coupled up, but don't have a consort in the original myths. So gotcha, they, gotcha, gotcha. she knows her myth. So it's good yeah, yeah. well researched, but I think there's a couple in there that don't. Yeah, she does her homework always. Oh, she yeah. always does her homework. Oh, yeah. 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 Homegirl does her shit. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a really good one. And that probably also like really fueled my Hades obsession for a while. It was that whole series. Um, another really good one is the eighth house. <laughs> That's another one I haven't read. Um, I, I haven't read that one yet. I think that beats Neon Gods in terms of <gasps> in terms of spice. Not in terms of if I liked it more. I'll say that I do. I would read Neon Neon Gods again before I read Eighth House again. Okay. But Eighth House is just pure smutty fucking goodness. Oh, like it's hot. Um, I might have to read that like right now. Is it on Kindle Unlimited? Unlimited. It's Kindle Unlimited. It is kinky. Uh, It is a strict retelling. Like it is a retelling in the truest sense. So we have Hades, God of the Underworld, Persephone, Goddess of Spring. Like it is as legit as a a retelling can come. Uh, And it is, it is something. Well, listeners, I can guarantee by the time this episode airs, I will have read The Eighth House and uh, we can discuss it after that. But uh, as of the moment of the recording, I haven't read it, but I can guarantee by Wednesday, it'll be read. The one thing I don't like about Eighth House is because I have a type. So I like my Hades dark and dark. And I don't like when they're like, he's pale because he lives underground and he's got white. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I want, I, I want him to look like he's been out in the sun and got dark hair. So the one thing I don't like about Eighth House is that he's, a, he's described as very, very pale and having like long white hair, like a Lucius Malfoy thing. And I just ignored that and pictured, and just yeah. pictured Neon God's Hades. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, because it's like Just ignore the long sister. white hair. I mean, I guess like Witcher vibes would be okay, but not for Hades. Not for Hades, no. So I just go with like my touch of darkness mental picture of Hades because again, the fan art, ladies and gentlemen, for if you do anything with touch of darkness, find the fan art for a touch of darkness and then just picture that as your Hades for every Hades interpreter. Yeah, so that's right. That's what I do. It's so really good. Picture, picture a different Hades, but holy eighth house, baby. Shit. <laughs> okay, perfect. It was, yeah. it was almost one of those where I was like, should I even like post publicly on the internet that I'm like reading this right now? Because this is... Ooh, it's in your like dirty folder on your Kindle type thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Kindle only, delete it when I die. Like yeah. up there. Like Love it. There's, I have a flight um, tomorrow to California, so I will probably get a couple books in during that if I allow myself to not work on other things and allow myself to have some happiness and read. <laughs> yeah, but Eighth House is like very BDSM kink. Like, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, I also have not read this yet, but it's been sitting on my bookshelf forever, but it is the receiver of many and destroyer of light duology by Rachel Alexander. It it is, it comes highly recommended. I've heard it is very smutty and wonderfully sexy and it is a true, true, true retelling. So they are gods. It's in ancient Greece, all of that. Mm -hmm. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Um, I'm like, I keep holding it, just like sitting it there and like waiting to like get to it. I don't know what I'm like waiting on it for, but like, (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) sitting there. So I've heard that that one's amazing just to like recommend another one, but also as a disclaimer, it is sitting on my TBR and I haven't read it yet, but I've heard Mm. wonderful things. I've heard it's very smutty and it's a true, true retelling. Gotcha. Yeah. What about um what about a deal with the elf king? I know that one's like advertised as being a Hades and Persephone retelling. Have you read that? I think you have, right? I've read it. I have read it. I don't I feel like it's inspired. I don't feel like it's a true adaptation. Okay. He's really just a king. He is an elf king and you have a mortal woman who is carried away to a land of fairy, so he's a king but not quite necessarily a king of the underworld. And it is like an arranged marriage like situation. Okay. But there's no time proximity. Like she doesn't have to come back. She doesn't have to like go come back. Like, so I, I don't know. I struggled with that one. Um, it was a Kindle unlimited fantasy, but I just felt like, and I don't feel, believe it or not, I don't feel this way about every book, <laughs> but that just would have probably been a lot better with smut. <laughs> Um, I, I get like kind of a Kindle unlimited fantasy like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm would probably just expect smut and I didn't get any. So I would say it's like an inspired by it was good. It definitely wasn't bad. Um, I really do like Elise Kova. Like she is a good fantasy writer. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wasn't very Hades and Persephone for me at all. Okay. And once again, I yeah. like it would have been better with smut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think naturally we're going off of the uh, trifecta that you have lined out for us right now to go through our two options. But I think I've heard that um, a few times when I've gone through and seen reviews of a deal with an elf King. Um, there's either some people that are like, Oh, Hades and Persephone a thousand percent. And there's others that are like, Meh, not really. But I think a universal one that I've read is they would have enjoyed more smut. Um, so, but I mean, I always feel that way. 
always, yeah. I'm always like, give me more. I would like more smut, please. Now. Thank you for everything. So more everything or everything. Yeah. Every book, put it in there. Don't care. Um, uh, well, one thing that we also love mm-hmm. together, we both love, um, you actually turned me on to it. Shocker. <gasps> Um, but is the new Broadway show Hades Town? Oh, I'm obsessed. You're I'm obsessed. obsessed. We're obsessed. We're obsessed. I turned you onto it, and then you had the chance to go see it in person before me, which is like, well, a, I love that for you, so I'm excited. <laughs> that you so I'm not mad about that because I'm glad that you saw it. Yeah. Um, but I'm so excited. I'm still planning my trip, hopefully, to go see Hades Town on Broadway because I have not yet. But oh my god. It is so good. Well, just let me know and I'll meet you there and see it again because honestly, it was so amazing. Um, for those of you who don't know, one, the album is on Spotify. Go listen. Yep. After you're done listening to this episode, go yep. turn it on right now. Listen to them in order. Yep. Don't put shuffle play though. No, nope. um, And they're fabulous. Okay. It is technically it's about um, Orpheus and Eurydice, but Hades and Persephone have a big part to play in it. And obviously with the Greek story of um, Orpheus and Eurydice, Orpheus goes to the underworld and speaks with Hades. So obviously they have a big part in it, but it's fabulous. Um, Our Hades in this is more of a like mean Hades, not like the Hades we love. I just think he's hot. Patrick Page is one of my favorite. Amazing. Like Patrick Page is one of my I favorite. I just mean the character himself isn't one that we're like, yeah, not like a, a touch of darkness villain. or a neon yeah, gods or like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely the villain. The villain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't get Patrick Page when I saw it live, but I did get Andre Shields. Oh, it hurts my heart. Like, I'm so happy for you, but oh, it hurts my heart. I was sitting there like shitting bricks. Like I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And like Amber Gray was Persephone uh, and I was losing my shit. And like it had all the original cast except Patrick for Hades. Yeah. Except for Patrick. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was the original cast. Um, so fucking amazing. Um, but I, I literally cried three times. I'm not even ashamed to say it. I was so overwhelmed with how amazing it was and how well done it is and the music's amazing that I cried three times not because the story's sad because I mean it is sad but just because I, I was overwhelmed with how fabulous it is but mm-hmm. Hades is not is a typical villain um, but you love him anyway you and you can't help yourself but if you have the chance go listen to the Hades Town soundtrack or go see it live I recommend they are traveling too it's not just on Broadway in New York City they do have a traveling show also so See if they're coming to your town, go see them and then tag us in stuff. When you go to see them, message us, tell us about it so we can obsess over it together. And then malls, when you plan your trip to go see it on Broadway, I'll just meet you there. We'll go together. Yeah. We'll go again. Yeah. We'll go and I'll cry again. Yeah. Yeah. Hades sounds wonderful. So definitely check that out. So good. Wow. Are we missing any Hades? I think it's all of the Hades. I think that's all of the Hades. I can't think of any more. Um, I, we need to know where Hades is going to, is going to shake out in our March madness happening in November book boyfriend tournament happening on Instagram. (laughs) Our March, November madness. Mm -hmm. Our Marn, our Marober. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> our narch madness. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Alyssa has done a fabulous job putting together on the Queen's Quest and Tropes Instagram the book boyfriend March Madness to end all book boyfriend March Madnesses. So <laughs> we will probably, I'm assuming we can, we'll pull together some graphics based on the initial pairings. Yeah. But uh, well, you'll miss it right now because it is currently live at the time of recording. The first round available via poll is up on the Queen's Crest and Tropes Instagram. If you don't mm-hmm. follow us, follow us there. Make sure you catch the upcoming rounds. Vote on your favorite book boyfriends. And eventually, ladies and gentlemen, we will crown the ultimate book boyfriend by the, the end. Ultimate. Yeah. Ultimate. So um, we actually, so with March Madness, if anyone's familiar with uh, basketball, there's 32 pairings. We had 39. I wanted 40 really bad, but I, I really ran out. So if you think about that, that's a lot of boys that we put together here. And yeah. we have fan art for most of them. If there's a fan art made, I search high and wide to find it. Um, yeah. But Hades, all just generalized Hades is mm-hmm. a contender. So that's a Hades for any retelling you want. Yeah. He's there. Yep. He's in it. And so go vote for your you man. To list him as Hades. We couldn't do Hades from this one, Hades from that one. Yeah. <laughs> from that one. We did generalized Hades. What I am doing though, I've already made the base one, but after this round, um, tomorrow night after this round is completed, yeah. um, I've made like the March Madness bracket. So I'll put the bracket up where you can see the winners of the first round. And the next week, you guys will get this episode on Wednesday. Um November 3rd and then probably on the 6th next week I will do round two so we'll get round two in a week and we'll do it week by week until we have our our final man um but that's that's definitely happening there's I've been uh Molly and I both simultaneously run the Queen's Quest and Tropes Tropes, um Instagram some people have called us out to know who's talking when yeah I think that's really impressive yeah. Um, I've definitely been called out. This is Alyssa right now. And I'm like, we should yeah. probably start. Signing, <laughs> we should probably start signing our DMS. Probably, probably. But I'm also like, it kind of keeps it like spicy and you don't know who you're talking to. And it could be either person. And it's a little mysterious. Maybe I just That's like feeling really mysterious. I don't know. Uh, we could totally sign it. <laughs> but, like Alyssa malls. Um, but <laughs> we, I've definitely been getting a ton of DMS already of like, oh my God, I can't believe this person's winning or, oh, this is so hard. And they're all different ones, which surprises me. There were a few mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. Um, but no one's even commented on those that I thought were going to be tough. And so it's like, it's really interesting who's getting upset about which pairings and then people are getting upset about who's currently winning, um, which is all, it's all interesting to me on who's like simping for who, you know? It's always fascinating. Yeah. Where people like get really passionate is always Mm -hmm. a fun one to like suss out. And I tried really hard to pair them up evenly because obviously we can't put the bat boys against each other yet. No. Because they're going to beat whoever they're up against, but like we can't put them up against each other yet. No. Um, Or like the cast supremacy. We can't put casting and cast love against each other right now because we're not, they're going to (laughs) win. Like it's fine. (laughs) So anyways, go vote. Check that out. Go vote. It'll be happening probably throughout November. Uh, we also have merch as always. Alyssa's rocking it right now. Again, here at the time of oh, recording. I am. I have our cropped hoodie on. Um, it's very cute. 
Love it. Um, we also have the infamous no shame in my smut game phone case. Yep. Um, plenty of other good stuff. There's dog bandanas too, which we always love to talk about. QQT. So cute. Check that all out. Um, on Apple, always leave a, a words, couple words or review, if you will, on Spotify. If you just subscribe and save, that's helpful. Spotify, you can't review. So just subscribe, save those episodes. Yeah. Uh, Word of mouth is great. Share us on your Instagram story. Um, whatever you you do dm us to your friends you know whatever it is all right well guys it is halloween night which means i'm off to try and go probably commune while the veil is thin with hades go uh pick your treat real quick go find me some treats (laughs) if i can't get a a deathly god treat see what happens Commune with the spirits, see who pops up. Uh, nope, don't do that. Don't hex people, everybody. Nope, don't, don't, nope. As soon as I said that, I was like, don't try that. Don't no, try it. It's a joke. It's a joke, it's everyone. Joke. It's a joke. Don't do it. JK, LOL. JK. <laughs> Molly's like sweating, I'm like, no. I'm like, wait, no. Don't make witchcraft jokes. Alyssa, cut it out. Alyssa, cut it out. witchcraft jokes. Somebody will do it and blame me. Um, <laughs> Uh, you practice can safe yeah. witchcraft. Yeah. Um, that's, our, that's our next uh, motto. Practice safe witchcraft. Dragons are always a good idea. Christians ruin everything. Practice safe witchcraft. There it is. There it is. Those are the three tenets of the Queen Quest and Tropes podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. My name is Molly. This is Alyssa. Y'all, you can find all of our info in the podcast description. Uh, we're always ready to talk about whatever you guys want to hear us talk about relating to books and fantasy and book boyfriends and all that goodness. So please feel free to DM us if you want to hear us do an episode on something. We'll probably do it. So definitely don't hold back. <laughs> we'll definitely do it. We'll do it. We'll do it for sure. Um, all right. So we are signing off y'all. And just remember, we will see you next week. And dragons are always a good idea. hear Coco snoring? No. She moved her face closer and was full on snoring so mm-hmm. hard. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm recording. <laughs> okay. Well, to you listeners, if you hear snoring in the recording, it's 1000% my dog. So sorry <laughs> about that. But Coco gives no shits about when she snores. No. Um, okay. With Akamath. Sorry about that. We got distracted by the snoring in my only good ear here. <laughs> Um,